Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we review a, mar- a model from Marvel Crisis Protocol every week. I'm your, I'm your host who trips over his words and who just called himself the host. Uh oh, <laughs> today's the day. Today's we the have, day. we have fallen into it. Who else is here? Sound off. Oh, I'm Brad. I'm Brandon. And I'm Steven. Well, the gang's all back together, everybody, except for Jared. We don't have Jared yet, but this gang is back together. How is everybody doing today? Uh, I'm fine. How are you, How about you, Brandon? How are you doing? I think I would be. I think I would be more surprised if Brad didn't say he was fine. I, I'm doing good. I just got in from a good round of disc golf. Had one of the best rounds I've played in a while. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, we'll go into that in just a second. How are you doing, Steven? I'm fine. Still in Florida, but I'll be making my way back for the tournament that you right? guys are having. Yeah. That is excellent news. Uh, did you say disc golf, Brian, yeah. Brandon? Yeah. Okay. What? Uh, uh, excuse me for being ignorant. Oh, my gosh. Fred what doesn't know what disc golf, golf is. No, Which I is don't. wild because I feel like Fred would really enjoy disc golf. I don't. It depends on what it is. I don't want to say it's, that it, it's I'd be it's throwing frisbees into baskets like you're playing actual golf. Is the oh, easiest way to describe you're, it. You're correct. I would be very into that. <laughs> and it's basically like you're just like outdoor hiking, and you they have courses like built around it. Where where did you do this? Uh, they've got a lot of courses around us. I played at Little Creek. Uh, they have one at Cato Park. They have one at Redeemer Church in Southridge. They've got one they have at one Wine Cellar Park. They have one at Camp Virgil Tate. They do have one at Camp Virgil Tate. I I did not know that this was even something that was happening in in culture. I I didn't know that this, this has been was around for a long time, Fred. Yeah, it has been around for a long time. Or, well, yeah, I don't like get out, everybody. Have you figured like, that out yet? <laughs> Like since the seventies, it used to be called frisbee golf a long time ago. So it it oh actually was developed in Saskatchewan in nineteen twenty six. Oh my god! Yeah, just people <laughs> in Canada get bored. Yeah. And so they played it for her. the one month of summer they have. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the thing with disc golf is that you can actually play it in the colder weather, unlike golf. When the ground starts to freeze, so yeah, okay, yeah. So it's cold weather friendly golf. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's you. You can play it year round. And this was I'd a good to. session for you. Yeah, you well. I, yeah. I shot two under, which is, I think my previous high at that course was like plus five or plus six or something. So oh, so this was a wildly good run. Yeah, it was yeah, it was wildly better than I think I've I've played there in a very like probably ever. So Okay. Well congratulations. Well yeah, done. Good. The season's like just now starting. Like it's like right when it's like gonna be like it kinda kicks off here soon. So I'm excited for it. It felt like I kinda went into it as like this is my baseline round for this course going forward and I'm not sure I'll ever do that good again. Yeah, now you're <laughs> gonna have to yip. You're gonna have yeah. to yips every time you play there. Yeah, I set myself well, up for failure. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did well, and I'm glad you're joining us today. 
Yeah, uh, you'll have to come out with me sometime and play because I think you would really enjoy it. I would I would absolutely be game for that. That sounds fun. That sounds, I, I will be terrible. For the record, I will uh, be terrible. There's a course, like the Dunbar City Park course is what's called a pitch and putt. So it's all par threes, but they're all like 120 feet. So they're all, it's a real, it's a very short course. Okay. So it's like well, the perfect right. place to start. I may take you up on that at some point. Sounds uh, good to let, me. Let's move into what we're actually covering, which is Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. Uh, we have some news that came out. Namely, we know what Immortal Hulk's cards are. Uh, they uh, are, Is this a special information? Or yes. does everyone know? No, okay. this is technically not been released yet. Yeah, so we've got we've got the 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 hookup for everyone who listens. Uh, all right, so and doesn't follow anything related in any other form of media. <laughs> uh, Brad, why don't you pull up the first card and sorry, I just read hit it off. Mike. Uh. So the first one alphabetically is Gamma Drain. Uh, during the Immortal Hawks, Hulk's activation, it may play this card. Choose an enemy character within two. The chosen character gains Gamma Drain token. The Immortal Hulk places the token on an active or reactive superpower of the chosen character. When the superpower marked with the Gamma Drain token is used, after the effect is resolved, the Immortal Hulk gains power equal to the power spent to use the superpower. That is interesting. That is, uh, it's, it's a good way to get him more power, and he likes power. He's probably going to be swimming in it pretty regularly, but any, he's someone who can definitely spend it. So, uh, Putting it on someone who always uses, like, say you put it on Magneto, on his throw, you'd get so much power from that. Yes. Could, wait, could you put it on an X? Yes, you can put it on an X. Yeah. The things that don't count for him gaining power is if you root them or Loki, uh, where you have to spend extra power before you use the superpower. You don't get that extra power. Okay, okay. But you would just get what's listed on the card. Yes. Uh, that's still... It is it is very niche, and I don't know if... I mean, getting Immortal Hulk power is a good thing. But I don't know... It also uh, discourages really... them from using that superpower. I don't that's know true. if it's enough to discourage them, but... Yeah, it's... It's a, it, I think that with a big character like Immortal Hulk, they can't give him really bug nuts uh, cards. But uh, let, let's go into the second one. I'll read I this think, one. This I think you named, honestly, the only good reason to play this card, and that's like Magneto's throw. Otherwise, this card's bad. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I think that... I, uh, it is taking up a spot in your cards, which could be in a better spot. I mean, I, if you put it on Magneto's throw, that's going to be a lot of power. That is, that's going to be Hulk at ten power all the time, which just heals him when he dies. 
I mean, yeah. Well, uh, that's good. I will be... Yeah, that it's very good. I mean, healing and... healing Hulk is good. I mean, yeah, I I understood what you meant. I think that everyone out there who has been spending the past week racking their brains over what to do about Immortal Hulk has uh has also understood what you meant. Yeah. Uh, but here I'll I'll read the next one. The next one is called One Below All. It is unaffiliated and active, and during the Immortal Hulk's activation, it may spend two power to play this card. If it has an immortality token, it may remove up to two special conditions from itself. If it does not have an immortality token, it may place itself within range two of its current position. Another card... That That's it. Uh, it's another card that is... Very like, I don't know. It's it's underwhelming. Uh, it could unstagger him, which is nice. Uh, it, 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 very nice actually, but only if he already has an immortality token. And if he doesn't have an immortality token, what's the point? He already has gamma leap. Like yeah, but it co- it costs one less, right? It's it's a one power cheaper gamma leap for a card. I, that is not worth a card. This is also not good. Yeah, it's not worth a card. Like, like I think that both of these are not. They're they're not great. They're not ever gonna be great because if everything that's good about Immortal Hulk is right there on the card, if they made him a lot better with his cards, I mean I don't know what how, you'd bring him every game. He's he's good enough. He does not need, like, a lot of cards to make him better. What is yeah, everyone thoughts on this? What's your well, thoughts, Stephen? Um, and, and that's the dichotomy, because we did Rhino not too long ago, right? For And everybody was kind of down on him until his cards came out. So, <laughs> that's true. But yeah. this is the op. This is the opposite, right? Everybody was kind of up on this guy, and his cards are depowered. And I think that's a good balancing act that AMG is fostering in its design. That's yeah. true, but what it, what it means is that these cards are just not going to see play. Yeah, no, like they see- already have. We have a ton of cards that aren't good in this game. Like mm-hmm. people will play cards because they want to play them, but like. Some of these are just kind of like, in my opinion, kind of poorly designed. Like, this card doesn't make any sense for me. Like, I'd rather it be full, like, Immortal Hulk, if he's already been revived once, if he spends 10 power, he can throw up to a size 5 piece of terrain. Like, I'd rather have something, like, just, like, off the wall, like, than something that just doesn't really do anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I I get where this is coming from because a lot of the way that characters remove conditions so that they don't lose activations is to just die and then they go away. And that's not an option for Immortal Hulk because he... Am I correct in the way that this works that if he has a condition when he is dazed and he gains the immortality token... The condition remains. Is that correct? Unless it specifically says that they are removed. 
I don't know that it does. I I'm uh, I think that that's open. the ability on the immortal hulk says otherwise during the cleanup phase while this character is dazed if this character does not have an immortality it removes all special conditions and all power from okay. itself for each power removed this way it removes okay. the damage from itself then never mind <laughs> that makes this card even less useful yeah i don't this card to me doesn't do anything and it solidifies my opinion that i think hulk one is just better Okay. Well, the okay. the the other thing I'd like to bring up is that you know the conditions for this card being good are very so niche because one of my friends uh, runs an A Force with Scarlet Witch and Crystal, which is a condition lockdown list, right? And this, and with Crystal and uh, Scarlet Witch within a certain range, you can't shake certain conditions. This card would allow you to remove some annoying conditions. From yourself but that's the only but he also but he also removes them when he's dazed well i understand but this is stating when he has the immortality token so so i'm talking about the after effects but that's the only situation i can see where it's good yeah i i mean it, it's just not enough it's an underwhelming power is the issue i mean it it can see you i can see its value can he be stunned is he immune to stun Yes. He is immune stun? to stun. Good lord. <laughs> stun, poison, and hex are what he's immune to. So he could be shocked. He could have hurt. shock, and that would hurt him. Root would hurt quite a bit. Root would hurt too, yeah. And his sudden rate's always nasty. So. And judgment would hurt him. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, there are some powers, there are some uh, afflictions that can really... I don't know if they turn him off. They make him less good, but uh, I, I still don't think this is worth taking. This is an underwhelming card. Uh, w w you you briefly mentioned your take. Uh, Brandon, what's your overall take on Hulk, on the Immortal Hulk? Uh, I mean, he's, ve he's very good. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not, but, like, the problem is Hulk 1 is, like, probably a top two model in the game if not the best model in the game so it's just going to be very hard to pay an extra power to play a worse hulk like he's probably not going to have too many different affiliations if any and threat value is really important like and that was when i chimed in you guys were talking about a five threat character versus a three threat character it's like the threat value is very important. And as someone who played a lot of Malekith in a short amount of time, seven also is very awkward in the list. Yeah, it is. Like, it's very weird to fit in. Like, you're only playing, if you're splashing Immortal Hulk, you're really only playing him at like 19 or 20. And that just depends on the core of your roster. A lot of cores are in that 11, 12 range. So if you're at 11, now you can't play him. You can only really play him at 18. And 18 and 20 without changing right. like the core of your whole roster. So 7's kind of awkward. Um, everything costing more power. Uh, like He doesn't get the extra dice. He doesn't have the defensive tech. Like the two, His throw is the same, but his leap is... Is it a power less than the Hulk, or is it the same? I think, it's, I think it's power more. 
I think it's yeah. no, it's no, it's the no, same. no, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was it's thinking the, it's the terrain. The terrain throws one more power. I knew one of them was one more power. So the terrain throw being a, an extra power, he doesn't get the you won't like me when I'm angry. Um, he doesn't have as much variety in his attacks. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of cool, but I mean, people are going to be prepared for it. Um, like I said, my biggest fear is that he's not going to be that the Hulk that they are going to rotate characters or something of that nature and kind of rotate out um, Hulk one and Modok one um, that we're talking about the character. We're it talking is about. a distinct possibility. That yeah, is that... a distinct possibility. I I don't uh, and I don't do I, I want to make this clear soon, that mm-hmm. we should do those episodes soon then. Yeah, you're right. We, we should do them next. <laughs> if we don't oh get... yeah yeah yeah, I know what you're talking about yeah yeah. yeah. If Branded... we don't get Squirrel Girl, yeah, Branded, I do, do want to make think... this. Go ahead. Do you think that uh, this Hulk then suffers the fate of Black Widow? You know, we have the two point Black Widow who's played quite a bit, and then the three point Black Widow who's not existent. Yeah. yeah, and if you listen to our latest issue of. Um, well-laid plans we kind of talk about that like it's very hard to play three-point widow when you have two-point widow being just as good for a point less um i do not think you're wrong in any way for playing the immortal hulk like i don't think it's a wrong decision um i just think hulk wants better like if you like the immortal hulk and you think what he's doing is cool go for it i just i don't the... see the appeal i guess on if, i mean if you have both of them like, if you're new to the game, and because Hulk's not an easy model to find, if you're new to the game and you really want to play Hulk, play the Immortal Hulk. He's great. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's not, like, a, like a top-tier model, because he is. The problem is his counterpart with basically the exact same name is arguably the best model in the entire game. So it, it was going to be hard to be better than the other version. I think this is a fair version. I think this is correctly costed threat value. I think it's the power economy on it. I think is what is correct. I think everything is costed properly. I think it's a well-designed character. I I think that what this guy is in answer to is the um, the feeling from people who play Hulk that he can just get removed from the table, uh, which is obviously very difficult to do. But there are list designs that can remove the Hulk from the table pretty quickly. If and you once have... you do the 20 damage to the Hulk, Hulk 1, uh, he's gone. He's 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 finished. This, as so... someone who has killed She-Hulk on turn 2 and then Hulk on turn 3 in the exact same game, the difference almost always is that Hulk has an activation that is one of the most insane activations you'll ever have when he gets to have when he has 15 damage on him and he has 10 power and now his hulk he gets the hulk smash twice with uh up to 12 dice on each attack and then usually gets like a throw out of it he usually has two throws on it he's giving out staggers like he just ends up killing your whole board this hulk does not have that fear to me that he's just going to turn around and kill my entire board in one turn that's true that's fair this might be uh, and it might be exactly what we're talking about that they could be trying to to 
phase this out. This is Hulk. yeah, and this is the fair version of Hulk one. Like this, see, feels like the correct version of Hulk one after the errata. Like it was very bad before the errata. They errated it. It became arguably the best model of the game, and this is like that middle ground. This feels like what it should have been. Yeah. Okay. In my opinion, that's uh, my opinion. Well, what do you get? What do you give him for a letter grade? He's he's an A. Like I think he's a solid A. And I think, but I think he's held down because of Hulk one. I think if Hulk one's not removed, I think he goes to like that A plus borderline S tier model. I just that seven threat. Again, he's not as good as Malekith in my opinion. Um, I think Malekith is better even with the Errata because of the charge that has the throw built into it um, that is not size restricted. Mm-hmm. Where you can throw Dormammu's, you can throw. Sentinels. Sentinels. All yeah. of Immortal Hulk's are size restricted. I believe I'm pulling back up. Uh, no, the the Spender one the is Spender, not. The yeah, the five power one um, that does get a throw. So he does get to do that, and you're paying five power for that versus three on Malekith, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Right? You're correct. Yep. So Malekith, and Malekith has a variety. He has an attack in every category he has consistent slightly better defenses he has more health pool obviously he's not going to have as much health pool because of the the green being able to gain life but you get to remove damage if you're playing the dark council affiliation um slightly better defenses he moves medium not small he has more he has some defensive tech with cloak of shadows even I mean, you're right. Is uh, defensive I, tech. So I, I don't think he's as good as Malekith, and I don't... So I, I think there's still that hierarchy of two-stone Thanos, Hulk 1, Malekith as your six-plus models in that S-tier uh, with Magneto. And then after that, you're kind of... You're in that A. I think they've done a good job with the model. I think it was... I don't think they should be designing S-tier models. S-tier models should not be coming out left and right. Like, they should not be... Like I feel like if you're an S tier model, you were designed incorrectly. Okay, okay. I mean that's a that's a fair take. Uh, do we have uh do we have anything else to say about these cards other than uh that they're underwhelming? Yeah, my okay. only take on the card is I just wish they were kind of cheeky. I would have liked just like more fun cards. Where it's like he's like the agents of Smash with She-Hulk, where they can throw a size five piece of terrain. Like I just want like, like cheek. I'd rather have cheeky stuff like super corner case, but fun. Like if you can pull it off, kind of. Deal. Yeah, like a huge Hulk smash. Like if you're around four pieces of terrain, you can pay eight power, destroy all the terrain. Every character within two of the terrain pieces suffers two damage. Okay. All right. Like, well, I just would. I'd rather have. If I'm gonna get bad cards, I want them to be like at least fun in the casual game. Like I, these cards don't seem fun casually, or and they're not competitive. So, right. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, Brad, do you have anything to bring up about Cerebro? I do. So yesterday, as of recording, or a couple of days ago, if you're listening to this when it comes out. I submitted the Android version of the app. Uh, they are still processing that request for it to go into full production, but that should be 
real soon, hopefully. And I've started the last little bit of work on the iOS app. Um, I am off work this next week, so I may, if I don't spend all my time painting, I'll work on that and try to get it out before the end of the month, hopefully. That's it. That's the updates. Okay. I mean, that's huge news for those of us with... Uh, uh, do you have any idea of how long the Android process takes like how long it'll take before it goes up or is it just completely nebulous i have it's like i don't clock. know i was kind of hoping it would be like 24 to 48 hours we're at like right, right, a little over clock. 24 right now so yeah hopefully. It, it could be three months I, I, it's no it won't long. be that long it won't be that long. but uh but like we just have no idea it's on its way it might be out by the time you're listening it could be that would be fun that'd be really good i know that i will download it the moment that it becomes available all right and actually Uh, signed in fred yeah (laughs) i'm signed in now for the record (laughs) so i uh, i had put in this is a fun this is a a story of how stupid i am for everyone who's listening so i uh, I was trying to sign in to Cerebro MCP for the longest time, and how I would sign in was I would, I would say, it. Uh, uh, I can't remember my password, and it would email me, and I would uh, apply a new password, and it would sign me in for the first time, and I'd be in, and then the moment I'd go away, I'd sign out, and uh, the next time I'd try to sign in, it wouldn't work, and the reason why is because I had my username wrong, and I feel stupid. <laughs> so and it, it should it should keep you signed in. I don't know why your device is not, but the app should fix that for you, Fred. It should keep uh, you signed it, it in. It has kept me sign in, signed in recently. Okay. okay, good. That was the problem, like, early on in Cerebro. I was running into that problem, and uh, I am now... I, I got I just got fed up with doing that and so I was just using it in its non signed in version. But now I'm using it correctly. And that you can make rosters anyway. and everything. <laughs> now that I'm not and let's move on from I am stupid uh to uh <laughs> let's talk about our played games. As uh, uh as I understand Brad, you got some games in yesterday, correct? I did. I th- I'm the only one on this podcast. It was me and Michael. Michael played... I played games last week. Yeah, it's way too late for that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So Michael, ahead, Michael plays the same list all the time. Because his favorite model in the game, looks-wise, is... Red Skull 2. And so he has a Red Skull 2 Hydra list um, because it looks the most like a War Machine model. Uh, <laughs> is why he likes it. So uh, every time I play Michael, I know exactly what I'm going to play against. And uh, Brandon Flake last night. So we played two games. Ooh, I Ooh. did Flake. The uh, first game... Uh, I played, Brandon, our Hellfire list. 
Yeah, I'm, I've been, like, trying not to ask you about it, because I would have bothered you about it until you told me, even though you would have been like, you can just wait for the pot. Like, I yeah. didn't want to. For so those not, of you who I have don't... not messaged anyone today, because I have not asked the chat or Brad today, because there's nothing else I wanted to know about. <laughs> uh, for those of you who, who might be confused by that past statement, there is a brand new episode of Well Laid Plans out, where Brandon and Brad worked out a pretty terrifying Hellfire List Club. Hellfire, Hellfire Club List. List. I said it backwards. Uh, Hellfire List Club. I like that better. And, Go ahead and talk about it, Brad. And for listeners, if you downloaded that and listened to it and it was really low and you turned it off, which I don't blame you, uh, I amplified the volume and re-uploaded it. So if you just delete the old one and re-download it, it should be good now as of yeah. you hearing this podcast. But um, – I, I could hear it when I cranked the volume really yeah. high, but every, every time I would hit a hit like uh, hit back, like I wanted to rehear something you said, it would make a little bump sound, and that bump sound would be loud as heck. Yeah, yeah, it should yeah, be better. I now. listened to it on the computer and had literally no like problems, so I don't. What I'm gonna there's do? There's something going on. There's something that happens when I upload it and it like goes to that audio only. Yeah. There's something that's going on. So, so I'll, Brandon, I'll be, I will be working on that in the future. Uh, I I know how to fix it on my end. If you can't, so okay, we should be good in the future. Anyway, I played Emma Frost. It, he it was 15 or 17. It was Gamma, which is not good news for us and that was the whole thing we talked about yeah and that's what i drew i was like oh no i lost this game it was close though but it was gamma's fault and the other one was senators that went pretty well the senators part but it was 15 or 17 and he chose 15 there's the second bad news brandon Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, right there on everything we didn't want to yep, be a yeah, part yeah. of. And I still was in this game, so I yeah. think the list it's has really some good. legs. I, I definitely, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a very good list. So. so I played Emma, and then I played a four, a two, and two threes is what I decided I was going to play. All right, and that's so, 16th. Maybe it was sixteen. What was like maybe fifteen or six? Gam or Gamma no, sixteen? No, Gamma's fifteen. No, Gamma's fifteen, and Senators is four, four. 18, 19. Senators nineteen. Gamma's fifteen. I may have cheated. Well, is that <laughs> anyway. Well, in in a bad circumstance, you were playing a point up. Uh, oh, uh, gosh, I no, you played. You did you play? You should have played three threes, a two, and a four. That's what you should have played. Three threes, a two, and a four, and the four is Emma. Yeah. Did you four. play Voodoo or Enchantress? I did. I played Enchantress. Okay, well, I cheated. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. I played Enchantress because she had energy attacks, and then Emma had uh, mystic attacks. So either thing that Red Skull 2 picked, I could get them. You could uh, go around that. Uh, I played Two Point Black Widow. 
I've played Mystique, and I've played Miles. Uh. Yeah. And uh, it was a close game. I lost. Uh, no. What are you saying no about? Are you sure you played I had, Gamma? I had Winter Soldier in the list, too. Did you play, so to, you played 19. We played 19, then. Okay, okay. so if you played... That yeah. list works at 19 with yeah. Winter Soldier. Yes, then we played 19, because I definitely had Winter Soldier in there. Um, All right, guys, guess what? Brad's not a cheater. He just no. doesn't do math right, even though that's his career. I just <laughs> forgot what he picked. I thought he was going to pick 15. I guess we talked you about it afterwards, so, and he should have picked 15. You were so worried that he was going to pick 15 that in your mind yeah, you picked yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah 15 so. and Gamma is one of those where it you have you have some play, but it's it's not fun. Like, it's not a good game. Uh, but he played Red Skull, uh, Red Guardian. I... He was worried about like a Thanos, so he took Iron Man. Yes, yes, yeah. That's what that's for. <laughs> he stepped on a rake before the game even started. Yeah, that was nice. Um, he played some other stuff. He had Winter Soldier. Bob, he had Bob. Bob was interesting in the game. He he said at, after our second game, he's like, I don't want to tell Brandon that I like Bob in the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get him to play. For those who don't know, I've, I'm a Bob fan. I'm a big Bob stan, and I've been trying to get him to play Bob since he started playing Hydra. Uh, I don't remember what the final score was on that game, but it was a good one. The second game was even closer because he talked me into just going ahead and playing my tournament X-Men list. I also lost this game. Uh, <laughs> this one was 15 points because I played five threes. Okay. That was my list. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Unfortunately for me, it was Sword and... Uh, uh, cubes. He drops Red Skull 2, Spider Woman, and uh, Secret Hulk. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. The, oh, fa no. <laughs> the fact that this game was close, uh, shows how good X Men really are. I did a uh -huh. lot of control and scenario shenanigans. I was ahead for most of the game, but he just it's it's one of those things where I went all out on one turn. If I scored I ended up at fifteen points instead of sixteen. A little bit unlucky there. And then that's when the attrition caught up with me and I wasn't even close the next turn. But if I had won that turn and it I think it was turn three uh, then I would have been good, but it went another yeah, turn. That's a tough one. There's not a ton of points. I mean, there are points, but there's not like an absurd amount. It would have been hard to win on three. Hulk had. It might have been turn four then. Hulk had 
three or four cubes on him by the end of the game. The fact that you got to turn four, like, and we're in the game would be pretty immaculate too, I think. So Yeah, I played the heck out of that. I won every turn except the last. I think I won three or four sword stations. And had a couple cubes. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good against a list that tall. Yeah, it it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I think Michael is. I think Michael has figured out that the best thing he can do against you is play tall against X Men. Yeah. yeah, like he, he's not. He can't out scenario X Men. And well, uh, he got to pick the point level on that, and afterwards he's like, "I'm really glad I picked 15. Because the other one is 19 for cubes or something like that. He's like, Cubes is 17. Is 17. And he, yeah. well, it, he was like, I think if we had played 17, I would have just lost. And I'm like, The wider I could go, the better. Like, yeah, and he's not playing, he probably doesn't play those three on 17. Like, he probably had plays no. a more traditional style yeah. list where that 17 beats you in the face. I think my, I think my favorite moment in this game, though, was when we played at the last tournament. And we played, what, 20, and you were, like, seven wide, and you were so excited about it. And then I was seven wide, and you were, like, immediately devastated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because all of my, like, my models from, like, left to right were just better. Yes. Yeah, every one of your models was better, and you were just as wide as me. Now, that counted a grunt. That did count a grunt. The grunt was not better. No, the grunt was not better, but everyone <laughs> six, else Six out of better. seven were in my favor. Six out of seven were in my favor. But like the immediate devastation that that Brad had, uh, the Stephen cont- contest was. Uh, I had the same. Was... I had the same thing happen to me at the last tournament <laughs> with Stephen. Stephen was oh, just yeah. as wide as me when I played him. Yeah. Well, see, we f- we figured it out. Yeah, and I played the attrition list, obviously. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah demons, I played three. I, I had you three got, fours. You got so. demons, which was very lucky for you. Like that's a bad scenario for X Men. Mm-hmm. I did make a change yeah. to my list after that game, though, Stephen, for the next one. Oh no! <laughs> I'm afraid to hear. So, well, uh, Brandon, did you want to talk about your most recently played game? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, well, uh, it came up a couple times, but uh, there was mention of a tournament, and I wanted to remind everyone that we have a tournament coming up on March 18th at uh, Lost Legion Games in South Charleston, West Virginia. And already we're looking at 10 people. Is that still correct? I think it's 12 have signed up, oh and goodness. there was still a couple maybes. Like, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Steven's still a maybe. Yeah, I haven't signed up yet because we know that I'm traveling, so we'll, yeah. we'll see where I'm at. And so. I don't think Brandon has signed up. Yeah, I'm probably just going to show up, guys. I'm not much of a sign-up beforehand. I'm going to sign you up right now. <laughs> you don't you know what I'm going to play. No I don't need to know that to sign you up. No, that's unfortunate. Are you, does that mean that you're on Longshanks right now there, Brad? Uh, on my phone, but I also have it up in this browser if we want okay. to talk about well, that. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, there's some stuff you want to talk about Longshanks. There isn't is. There? there is. 
the first thing I want to do, and I am on the statistics portion of mcp.longshanks.org if you want to follow along and you're an audio listener. And I just want to point out that uh, Sam has added these, instead of initials for the different factions, they've got little symbols. And those symbols probably look familiar to Cerebro users because they are the same symbols because I sent them to him. Uh, and he made them look great on the site. And I figure since that, I was... What? That's much better than just having the letters. Oh, yeah. It's so much better. That's so much better. Yeah. Uh, he... Uh, in the Alfredo size three taco truck discord, there is a code zone and it's mostly for Sam to, uh, post Longshanks updates, but also coding gets talked about in there. And I go in there sometimes talk coding and, uh, he lamented that someone was complaining about one of the initials chosen or something and he was lamenting that wouldn't it be so much nicer if they had symbols like other games like 40k does and i was like hey i have symbols do you want them and he said yes <laughs> of course really uh well, and then i figured we that. could play a little game okay okay i'm game uh, and I know Brandon's already looked, so he guesses last. Do you know what the highest win percentage faction is right now? Highest win percentage? Yep, Fred, you're first. Um, I'm, okay, I might have, uh, I might have information, because I vaguely remember this may be coming up. But is it uh, Weapon X? Steven, what's your guess? Shield. Uh, Brandon, do you remember? Yeah, I would like to tell Fred for the second time that he is correct. Shield is it, it, number okay. two. Yeah. The, the reason I do remember, that was definitely something that Brandon said I on Well Laid Plans. Yeah, our I game definitely did mention that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, and I do remember that. I don't so that remember. Was I that might have been before you guys recorded then, because I don't remember that. Yeah, we talked about it before we started recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. X twenty three, sixty five percent win percentage, and Logan played more often, fifty five win percentage, and original Wolverine thirty three percent win percentage. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, people are playing original Wolverine. As their leader in Weapon okay. X. But they're not winning with it, Fred. Right, right. Well, uh, uh, more uh, more power to you if you're playing original Wolverine with a Weapon X okay. affiliation. Hopefully that is you, cool. Hopefully you didn't go down this far in the list, but we're going to start with Steven. What is, oh, the, no. what is the least winningest faction right now? What's the lowest win percentage? Oh, Sin Cabal. Uh, so it doesn't separate it by leadership. It doesn't. So overall, so, the just a, overall affiliation. Overall affiliation. Okay, got it. I understand. 
Oh boy. Yeah. I was, I was getting into the weeds there. Sorry about that. Um, Oh, then it has to be defenders. Brad. Uh, uh well, I'm not going to say defenders now. Uh, so what's an, uh, what about, it wouldn't be, oh gosh, now I'm, now I'm thrown for a loop. Uh, I'm going to say, and this is wrong, but I'm going to say the, the winter guard. Okay. Uh, Brandon, do you remember? Yeah, I do because it makes me really sad. What is it? Uh, that Steven was correct. No. Defenders. Nope. No. I... The as of like today, it's probably like Hellfire Club or it something. It is Hellfire like Club. Oh my god. With a zero percent win rate. Fun okay. fact. Hate it. For the record though, Sin does have a better win percentage than the Defenders does. Defenders really? Defenders is second from the bottom. They're they actually have enough games to count. Hellfire has three games, all losses. Four games, so, all losses. So technically, I was correct. Yes, I just pulled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sentinels yeah. is twenty third. Winter Guard is twenty second. X Force is twenty first. Nobody is surprised. No, yeah, those are pretty lament there at the bottom. I think X Men. Uh, I would like to say that Sin's win percentage is forty three percent as a Cabal leader. X-Men is number three. Wakanda is number four. Web Warriors are number five. Who's number two? Shield. 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 Oh, yeah, you you said that. You said that. Number 10, unaffiliated, 51% win rate. That's all Michael. Every single one of those is Michael. No, it's not Michael at all. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm I'm making a joke. Hmm. I just wish they would look. I just wish they would look at this and be like, you know, who needs a new leadership? The defenders. Actually, I don't think they do. I don't think they do need a new leader. No, they need a cheaper leader. All the numbers point to that being statistically correct. The fact they have a worse win percentage than Red Skull one and Sin as a leader of Cabal. Well. I play them with Midnight Suns, and I pull them out every once in a while when I see Avengers or Brotherhood, Magneto. So, and they do well against them. Which is fine, but you're not playing them every game. They've played 735 sanctioned games. They've lost 443 of them. It's a terrible <laughs> percentage. I, I, like, I, understand, I understand that. They, they are very specific matchups, so... They also have a very good roster. The problem is that Strange One is massively underwhelming, and you have to play him every game you want to be affiliated and have a leadership. Right. You and you're stuck with a five leader, yeah. which we've yeah. discussed. In- yeah. That's not yeah. elite. Yeah. Well, I kindly disagree, but I I see your point. So. Fun fact, as a leader, Malekith has a 62% win win percentage. Which is probably the highest. X-23 is a 65. You just said that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I forgot. It is the second second highest. (laughs) Uh, Fun fact, though, here's a weird one that I thought was really interesting, that the Avengers have a 48% win percentage, 
with Sam Wilson having a 59%, Hulkbuster having a 52%, and Steve Rogers having a 45%. I, I think that would be a lot of newer players playing core box stuff. Yeah, I would to, agree. To, that was just like mind-boggling that it's... Because there was like three years where like Steve Avengers was very very good but i guess yeah like thinking about it with the fact that you're probably being held down corvus has a 40 percent win percentage with black order which would be the second lowest tied with the sentinels let's move on to the next topic yeah uh let's okay so uh steven do you have a statement for us today well i do but i'd like to bring up one thing first did everybody see what was uh, touted by uh, Atomic Mass Games today. Oh, on yeah. On their Twitter feed. Uh, we forgot Squirrel to talk Girl's about that. Coming. Oh, you're right. We did forget to talk about that. Uh, yeah, we got a a silhouette model, and it's uh, it's 100% Squirrel Girl. It is yeah. going to be Squirrel Girl. Yep. There's a squirrel on her shoulder in the model, quite noticeably. <laughs> uh, and the squirrel is flexing. <laughs> which is wonderful yeah, yeah just for, just for the record i do not like characters like this just like i do not like miss marvel <laughs> i do not like this character so i will not be picking it up love that's, squirrel that's girl. fair uh i will be happy to use her against you and you can attack her all you want while i'm attacking you with everything else <laughs> yeah i i just I just like graphic and gritty comics. I don't like the happy-go-luckies Mary Sue stuff. So, okay. Well, uh, I, I just hope she's yeah. not broken. I really hope she's just not like broken. You hope she can see the field. I, I hope. Like, I yeah. I just hope she's a fair, well-designed model that has nothing to do with her bullshit in the comics. What bullshit? I think that they they've been doing a very good job of making very good models just, recent like m- pretty well balanced models recently they have done a very good job recently it's been a while since we got like a really bad model we've Brandon. had some like meh models i'm not i don't want to talk about the fact that squirrel girl defeated thanos like i don't want to talk about it it's stupid no it's, it's not she's it is smart. stupid she's smart because she's not very powerful she has the power to talk to squirrels that's it she beat I, just, I understand i understand why they did that run it's you know it is what everyone wants it to be cool it's just she's awesome hey, <sighs> i just want her to be like a solid three-point character that i can give like a b grade to and people can play her who want to play her that's all i want uh save it for the pod don't don't blow up what the comic book recommendation is gonna be i i'm not gonna recommend anything right now but she is the only <laughs> person to canonically beat the real Doctor Doom, too. Yeah, which is fucking stupid. It's great. <laughs> well, Brandon and I are on one side. Brandon, Brad are on the other. Uh, side. Yeah, I, but like, I want them to play it. Like, but there's this like, those are the things that just bother me. It's the same thing. Uh, and I'm a huge Deadpool guy, and they did that run for a while where Deadpool was just in every comic doing this. Like, I just, I don't get as much enjoyment out of that as maybe other people, uh, other people obviously do because it does well. Like, I'm fine with her existence. 
I want her to exist for everyone who enjoys her. I just want her to be a fair, balanced, fun character. Okay. Uh, well, uh, anyway. let's move on to Steven's segment. Sorry. Um, yeah, that was an aside. That was kind of heated there. Anyway, um, here we <laughs> go. We're, we're, it's all in good fun. We're all, we're all on the same side here, and that is the side of a good game. I don't get heated. Remember that time I yelled at Brad in the tournament? <laughs> okay, Which didn't so, happen. I didn't yell at him. Yeah. Going did. on with our theme from last time, we spoke about uh, buying character boxes. Um, yes. We were on four threats, and how many were, you know, came just by themselves in a single pack? Correct. Right. So. What I'm going to do is we're going to expand that a little bit and say, does anybody have a guess as to how many single character packs there are available in my Marvel Crisis Protocol, including our last two editions of Immortal Hulk and MODOK um, Scientist Supreme? Mm. You're assuming Correct. that they don't come together. They don't come together. That's they don't. no. They don't. Don't. They've, they've already showed the box pictures. Right. So, right. Right. So, so, Brad, do you have a guess as to how many single uh, character boxes there are? Uh, twelve. Okay. Brandon. Um, uh, I wanted to catch you before you looked it up. Uh, you're fine. Um, I think it's. I want to go with 14. And Fred. I think they're both too low. I think it's 16. I think it's higher. I think it's a uh -huh. lot. Okay. Well, Fred, you're the closest on the prices right. However, I have no prize for you. Uh, the actual answer is 20. Holy moly. <laughs> there are 20. a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, does this include... Uh, I guess it, it doesn't... Oh, wait. Does it include the um, Prime Sentinel? Sentinel Prime? Yeah. Yes, yes, it does. Okay. So, okay. of course it does. No, starting, the, the two are the ones that come in their own, they yes. come together. Never mind. Starting, with, starting in order of threat from highest to lowest, our eighth threat character box is Dormammu. Dormammu. Uh, is this a good buy or not, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good buy. He's fun, and he comes with terrain and his own mini game. Okay, all right. So, going next here to sevens, we have Malekith, and I think we are consensus a consensus that Malekith is a good buy for the model. Correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You should, you should probably buy him. And Immor him. Immortal Hulk is the second seventh threat box. And we are agreeing that he could be a good buy, correct? I don't think, I think he's, he's a bad a... buy. I don't think there's a world where he's a bad buy. Right. Okay. There's no no chance that it is a mistake to buy Immortal Hulk. Immortal okay. Hulk is a good model to have. So in our fourth, uh, in with four at sixth threat, we have Hulk, She-Hulk, Thanos, and Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster so... comes with a second model. Does that count? <laughs> no no it doesn't he's a single character sir so um out of all these i think thanos is probably the best buy because he does have a uh ultimate encounter with him also 
So you get more bang for your buck, obviously, on that. Yeah, Thanos, Hulk, and She-Hulk are all really good buys. Okay, so you don't, you're not too high on Hulkbuster, huh? Uh, I mean, if you want to play them, but no, I'm not, I'm not uber high on Hulkbuster. I have a Hulkbuster and it's still sealed in plastic and sitting in my closet. Okay. And it's um, for sale. <laughs> yeah, it is also for sale. If anyone wants to buy it, I got you. Oh, I might, I might take you up on that. So, anyway, um, five threats. We have Modok, Ghost Rider, Sentinel Prime, and Juggernaut. Um, and anybody Modoc. have any thoughts on these purchases? Uh, Ghost Rider my... <laughs> and Juggernaut are both really good. Yeah, yeah they're both probably... excellent. I would say hold off on buying Modok if you are contemplating it, because we don't know whether or not he's going to be the same way. I I, I don't know. We just don't know. We just don't know. So don't, don't buy Modok until we know. Now, now, last time we spoke, which was two episodes ago on this, uh, we went over all the four threats, um, yeah. which there are now seven with Modok, Scientist Supreme. So, And we'll be talking about him, but we already went over those for who's a good buy and who's not and then the last two are actually three threat models can you guys guess who these are it's star lord uh, miss marvel no there's three three threats it should be miss marvel um the howling commandos and star lord yeah. i missed one. Oh my god you miss miss marvel no i missed the howling commandos oh, out of oh all brandon so speaking there's... of howling commandos real quick uh, Michael convinced me after our game that Bucky should be the Howling Commandos. I mean, I think that's five. Yeah. Just wanted to... I forgot to mention that earlier. Okay. Back so to there's the... 21 boxes. Excuse my faux pas there. So I did this list in about 30 seconds. So um, I would say Star-Lord's obviously a good buy because he's leader of the Guardians. Miss Marvel, I think she is a pile of dog poop. Anyway, <laughs> I don't. I mean, even if his hatred is based there, I do. I also don't think Miss Marvel's a good model in this game. So, yeah, I think uh, your best yeah. buy is Star. I think Star Lord and the Commandos are both good buys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm just doing this little segment to familiarize people with boxes that are available to them for purchase, so that they can make a semi-informed, uh, semi-informed decision. And considering that it kind of ties in with well-laid plans on Brandon's side when he does that podcast. So, anyway, yeah, that's I, all I got. I think it's a good segment, and that was fun again. Uh, all right, uh, are you folks ready to move on to who we're who we're doing today? And that is Modoc to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. What? Yeah. Modoc 2 Electric Boogaloo, uh, which I had opened earlier, and then I moved over to the tactics cards. Okay, wow. here he is. Modoc, Scientist Supreme. Uh, his name is George Tarleton. Nerd name. Uh, he's rain. Uh, he has defenses of three physical, three energy, and five mystic. On his, uh, does it change on his? It does not. Charge? I don't think no. anything changes. His, his health pool changes. changes. Oh, his, yeah, his, his stamina changes. That's the that is the there is that and genius requires sacrifice goes down to power. Oh, okay. Oh, it is wow. free on the totally back. It is free on the backside. 
that is uh we will cover that uh all right so he has seven stamina on his front huh. and five on his backside he 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 costs four threat he is size three and he moves short uh his his first attack is called doomsday chair arsenal it is physical it is range four and throws five dice uh you can choose whether it is a physical attack or an energy attack. I, I said it was physical. You can you can pick. And then after it is resolved, he gains power equal to the damage dealt, and it is wild incinerate. Uh, his spender is called psionic assault. Uh, before damage is... Uh, well, it is range 3. It is mystic, range 3, throws 7 dice and costs 4 power. Uh, before damage is dealt, this character may advance the target character short. And then Wild Disorient, before damage is dealt, the target character gains the stun special condition. I love it when they do that. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, Brad, why don't you take the first two superpowers? The first including one. Including the affiliation. Yeah, the first one is his leadership. It's called Advanced Idea Mechanics. It's for Criminal Syndicate. Once per turn, when an allied character is attacking or defending, if it is holding or contesting an objective token and has one or more wild result in the roll, it may change one of its dice to a hit or a block. That's pretty cool. Uh, then an active superpower. By my calculations, you'll be dead in seconds. It costs three. It is a terrain throw size 4 or less. Within range 3, it throws short once per turn. Okay. Uh, Steven, why don't you take the next two superpowers? Okay. The uh, first one is called All in This World Are Beneath Me. It has a power cost of X, so you can spend as much power as you need up to a certain limit. While this character is attacking during the modified dice step of the attacks, if there is another allied character within three of it, this character may use the superpower. The allied character may spend up to three. For each power spent this way, this character may reroll one attack dice. And then another active power called Genius Requires Sacrifice, your sacrifice to be precise, Costs two power. When this character is targeted by an enemy attack, it may use the superpower. Choose another allied character within range two. The chosen character becomes the target of the attack, regardless of range and line of sight. Okay, and Brandon, why don't you take the the last thing there? I am Modok, master of the mental arts. While this character is defending against a mystic attack. It adds blanks in its role to its total successes. Additionally, this character cannot be pushed or advanced by effects of enemy mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. This is a static ability. Okay. Uh, and as Brandon mentioned, the genius requires sacrifice becomes cost zero when he is on his injured side, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. So... What's everyone's first take? Brad, why don't you start us off? What's your first initial take here? I love that he has some superpowers that we've seen before, but other people are, but they're like backwards. 
So, um, the all in this world are beneath me, where an allied character pays the power for his rerolls, turns everyone into a Shuri or an Arnim Zola. That's kind of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has like reverse bodyguard, like uh, original Skull does, where he just shunts his the attacks off on someone else. Uh, I think I like his leadership a lot. Uh, I think it's really good for Criminal Syndicate, um, and his spender's great. So pretty standard throw. All in all, I, he's. He's pretty good for four points. Yeah, I, 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 I got to say, um, this is going to sound nuts, but I think that this this character makes Crossbones a little more playable. Stop it. It what, makes no, him a little more no, playable. Fred's done you, talking. Steven, give, you him, give your opinion. damage from Modoc onto Crossbones, and then Crossbones can aggressive advance towards whomever they're, they're shooting. And then and what? I roll five, four attack dice and do nothing hey, listen, and then die? Listen, it's, uh, what I was saying <laughs> oh is that better. It doesn't make him good. He's not the right choice. We're not here to give people better. bad ideas, all right? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Steven, what are your thoughts on them? <laughs> uh, I'm actually disappointed that he's size three. I wish they would have kept the size four. I think that would have... Still, you know, and that's just case in point. But I mean, there there are so many things that affect size three now with uh, throws. So size four is kind of like that rare air that I I would have liked. I I just don't know. I obviously the original Modoc being threat five. This kind of surprised me that it was threat four. So I don't know. And and, and smaller, angrier. Modoc. Well, I advanced idea mechanics is I'm the other thing I'm disappointed in is that it's criminal syndicate again. I, I was kind of hoping for a new leadership, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, the, uh, but, uh, to be honest with the people listening, I had not read that it was criminal. Like I just glazed over when I was reading across that it was criminal syndicate. And in my head, I was thinking, is he a brand new affiliation? Oh, boy. Who's going to be in it? But no, it's criminal yeah. syndicate. But, but the thing is, you know, do you play this over Kingpin or Daredevil Shadowlands? No. Yeah. I well, I don't think, I don't know. I, it is very different, but also not as good as either one of those, I think. That's that's what I'm saying. I wish it was another affiliation altogether so you, he there wouldn't be this. It's just like Hulkbuster in Avengers, right? You either play Steve or Sam and Hulkbuster. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't so, think the I don't think Aim by itself made much sense to be an affiliation. I I think it was going to be either a Cabal or a Criminal Syndicate affiliation. We talked about this in our group chat a week or so ago, where I I was hopeful that it would be Criminal Syndicate for my personal biases, but I I did not like the idea of Aim being its own thing since like active members in Aim were like two models in the game. Right, right. So, yeah, like, where, I where, like, where are my grunts? Where are my aim grunts? The grunts <laughs> are the thing I think that does bother. I kind of wanted him to come with grunts. Yeah, that would have been very, nice. and that would have made 
the um the uh the sacrifice thing so good right well the grunts, you have the the grunts might come with a different aim model like uh i can't remember her name but there was uh a scientist woman who was leader of aim for a while maybe she has grunts yeah i think i like that too um i think that's a cool little thing i'm not um i'm not against the size three change from four to three because he has the he can't be moved um so he can't be pushed or advanced by enemy superpowers which is really really good yeah um, I, I, that's a good trade-off to me because there's not a ton of like most of the throws you're playing like that are rampant are size four anyway and Modok's not a character you're trying to be super close with, and a lot of throws are on attacks now, and the fact that he can push off any attack that he doesn't want to take to somebody else, yeah, is really good. Yeah, but he's not a good smash target anymore. <laughs> so he's not a good target for any. All right, I just need to know. Can I go off? Because I got a lot to say. Or does anyone else have anything else they want to say before? I've got one thing to say beforehand, and that is that I think that one the weirdest thing about this, I think this is the the uh, he makes a versatile strategy with King Pan at least a little bit viable. You could versatile strategy after a bunch of people end up day on the dazed side with King Pan and and this gentleman right here. All right. Right, go off, Brandon. Sure, I'm up. All right. As the person who plays Criminal Syndicate by far the most in this chat and in our local meta, um, this model is absolutely bonkers. Like, I don't understand why you guys are so, like... Like, he has a range 4 attack, range 3 attack. He's building. He's gaining incinerate. He has a type change on a 5-dice builder, which is really good. He has way better defenses than the first MODOK. I think MODOK was, what, 2-3-4 or 2-3-3? If I'm not mistaken, or yeah, two three three on the old Modok. Being three three five is crazy good. It's, it's a little bit less of a health pool, but like it's the genius requires sacrifice. You get to play him in an affiliation with Criminal Syndicate where almost all your good models are reducing damage, and you can push those attacks onto somebody else. Every single attack, and then once he gets flipped. You can literally do it for nothing. So you can literally keep this model alive as long as you want him to be alive. That is crazy good. You're right. It is like, only fact that two, but that's probably enough. Especially because he's going to be on either a medium or a large base. I don't know for sure if it's been confirmed. It looks like a, a medium base in the pictures, but it could very easily be a large base. If you're playing him with a kingpin, so this is the thing. The core of Criminal Syndicate is probably Modok, Shadowland Daredevil, and Kingpin. Now, you're probably playing those three models at twelve, and then building from there. Oh boy! On a regular basis, and you're four wide at twelve with the grunts. You can send those attacks to grunts. You can oh, make them use their spender and then send it to a grunt for two power. 
and having a range four attack that's probably going to get you a, at least one power, and you can probably do it on turn one, which means on turn two you're going, you're, it's going to be online he's, pretty early on. He's on the same size base as regular Modok. I'm looking. So at, he's on a large base. Yeah, I'm looking at two pictures, one of each Modok, and they're on the exact same. Base. Yeah. So he's on a large base, which is so much better. So now he's on a large base. Being able to push attacks onto whoever you want to take them. Wow. Okay. I mean, so I just want to point out, here, Brandon, that we started with me, and I did not have anything negative to say about him. No, I don't think anyway. Yeah, I don't think Brad. Brad definitely didn't have anything negative. I don't think anyone had any real negative. I don't think there's a, the worst thing about this card is the art. All right, the that's the worst thing bad. about this card. Oh my god, I hate yeah. it. That's the worst thing about this card. It's not even close. Like, the worst thing is by far the art. Like, the fact that he gets the move, sh he's got a large base, he moves short, is fine. Like, we've found out in every in other models that if you give a medium or a long movement to a large base, it becomes very problematic in the game. So a small movement on a large base is perfectly fine. He can set up an attack on turn one with a range four attack. After moving and getting on a point, he can then attack. So he can move once and attack in the turn one, possibly give a character incinerate, gain a second power, has genius require sacrifice online, cannot be pushed off points. If he's going to get, if there's a target of a throw, just to be clear though, if you target, if you change the target to a character with stealth, they can still be targeted. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. So don't, you can't get too fancy with it and prevent the attack from being I guess they would just get their power back and they would attack you again and you just wasted your power, right? Yeah. So, big waste of time. Also, Brad mentioned it. All in this world are beneath me is absolutely fantastic. That's really cool. The, yeah, like, if I mean, we've all played against Shuri. Like, Shuri getting to, like, force, like forcibly just give rerolls out is so good. Now. And the fact that he can do this is, Modoc's like, he the... can make other people do this. Yeah, Modoc's the only one that gets the rerolls. But yeah, that's so fun. you can't do it everywhere, but it definitely keeps him in that survivability very, very high. And, like, and now he's hitting you really hard, because Psionic Assault is a really good mystic attack. So, like, range three, you probably have somebody in that. You just paid four power, now bullseye can pay three power now you get to re-roll three dice on your seven dice attack and now you can move the character short however you want uh, and then you can throw your size four piece of question for you brandon you yeah are you gonna start playing versatile strategy um no ah hold on let me look i, I think, think i have I think you might i mean so the this... big thing is this solves a big problem in my criminal syndicate list of my tenth spot because currently I've been playing Yulik, um, and I just he's not great. He he turns it into a completely different game plan that I don't really want to play. Um, he's he he wants to fight a lot more. I do think I have a, an available tactics card spot, so I actually probably would play it. Um, I thought so. I think... Just because, well, the biggest thing is because I'm probably coring Kingpin, Shadowland, Modok yeah. at 12 with Bullseye at 14 and then like a three-pointer at 17, two three-pointers at 20. 
and then like adjusting accordingly obviously going forward yeah. um, going elsewhere the biggest thing this does is i'm not sure beta ray bill has a spot in the roster anymore which wild. is sad yeah that's yeah. a wild statement <laughs> however this makes shadow organization and all according to plan absolutely bonkers oh my god <laughs> Like, having more affiliated criminal syndicate-specific characters makes that absolutely bonkers to me. Um, playing a core... Do, and you can, with first-style strategy, you can start with Kingpin, and when all your guys get dazed, just switch to Modoc or... Shadowland Daredevil. Or Shadowland Daredevil, yeah. your pick, whichever one's going to help you more right then. Yep. Yeah, I think there's definitely a spot on the wrist. The hardest part's going to be getting it in the five, I think. Uh, because how good all according to plan and shadow organization are going to become. Yeah. And you have a lot more play on pay to flips with the, if you don't have a great, if you, so if you flip research station and you get a, so if you pick, if you get at your extracts and you flip research station, you're in a perfect scenario that you want on your extracts, but you get a pay to flip, uh, like you still kind of want Kingpin, but there's going to be a point in that game where you don't want Kingpin anymore. And I think that's a really good scenario where you flip over, um, and you take either Modoc or I like Modocs because you get to change on defense um, as well as offense. So like, I because Shadowlands is just an attack reroll, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But you get to modify skulls. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me. But it it just you have to do the same thing. You have to be contesting or holding an objective, and you can reroll an attack die. Okay, this. But this doesn't let you. This isn't a reroll. This automatically changes it. You have to get a wild, which is thematic on the with the previous Modoc having a lot of wilds, yeah, like wild effects and stuff. Like wilds not affecting it. Uh, but the fact that Genius requires sacrifices free on the back is crazy to me. It it does seem. Very, and I really, I, I mean, good. I guess it makes more sense because Brad didn't notice it. And I guess nobody really noticed it besides me. Like, I, I, I can tell you right now, I did not notice it. Now, I, I looked for changes, and I did not notice it. Yeah. I noticed the I, spacing difference between two words on an earlier card and did not notice that. And didn't notice there was – it went from two to zero. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's really, really, really good. I'm – like I said, the worst thing on this is the art on the card. Everything else about this card is very, very good. The model looks good, though. The model is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, the model's phenomenal. I'm so, super high on the model. I am also. We have up to three new tactics cards. Is that right? Was it two or three? I don't remember. Man, keep talking about. I got it. You're really, you're really making me nervous about this guy because yeah. I'm gonna have to fight. You're making me really scared about him. <laughs> uh, he does come in a solo box on a super awesome looking thing. He has two team tactics cards. Two? Okay. Yeah. He, found he comes with him, a base. Well, yeah, he comes with one base, so he is a large base. That's oh, the only boy. time we get one base. He well, has they, always, he has... they always tell you that you're getting the number of bases equal to what you would need for the models, oh, okay. even if you get extra. You also get a token sheet. So maybe, God, I don't ask for much. But if I can get a criminal syndicate affiliation <laughs> token, 
Oh boy! I, I will not ask for anything else for the rest of, <laughs> the rest of the month of March. All right. <laughs> that is something that has needed to exist for a long time. Oh my that's god! And just and if it's and if it's aim, that's great. Fine, I'll take it. Just give me something, anything. Yeah. All right. Well, Cerebro that was... and Longshanks uses the hand symbol. The um. What's the game that you can play on the computer? You're going to need to be more specific wow. there. But... Tabletop Simulator uses uh, a money sign. Yeah, okay. I knew that. I thought that was lame, so I, did, I went a different direction. It hey, makes It's very fitting for Kingpin's Criminal Syndicate. Do you, do you guys want to It is not fitting hear... at all for the other two. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear a cool piece of comics history trivia? Sure. So, uh, the Ninja Turtles were created in the same accident that gave, that blinded Matt Murdock, Daredevil, and gave him his sonar sense, his radar sense. Radar is the right. This radar is the word they use. Anyway, um, and when they wrote the Ninja Turtle comics, they did not have the rights to Daredevil, obviously. So instead of calling the evil ninjas the hand, what did they call them? The foot. The foot clan. The foot soldiers. Yeah, yeah the, the foot, foot clan. clan. So the foot clan and the hand are supposed to be the same thing. Okay. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> they are very different now. Like, throughout history, they have evolved differently, and they are no longer related at all. But they were meant to be the same thing at the beginning. You are. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you something. You're you're kind of walking on my recommendation today. <laughs> I'm, sorry. But, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, and it's crazy that that happened. Okay. Uh, uh, let's. Um, oh, before we move on, did ever uh, did did you folks see Quantumania? And yes. and Quantumania. Yes. No. Okay, I'm not gonna give go into spoilers, but can I just say that I did not enjoy Modok in that movie? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Modok was definitely. The All right, I got a question. Did you Very hold on? I do have a question. Did you not enjoy the character or everything else about the character? I did not. En I, I did not enjoy that a lot of the decisions that were made for Modok. He felt very un-Modok. <laughs> Aside from the fact that he looked like Modok and was Modok, it was very much a different character. The CGI yeah. was terrible. Rough. All Rough. right, what's the CGI worse or better than the Arnold's card? Then what? Better. <laughs> better. What did you say? I missed. What's the better, the the CGI in the movie or the Arnold's card? Which is better? The, the movie. Art, <laughs> the art on the cards better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm with Fred. I, yeah, I think I. This is one of the uh, and like I feel like I'm the only one that ever comments on the art on the cards in this podcast. But like that's atrocious, especially the healthy side. Like the back side's the not back side's terrible. not too bad. That's the one I'm looking at right now. As I the say, front the front side is the. Yeah, the front side's absolutely atrocious, and it's mostly how much gum you can see on the bottom of his teeth. Like, just don't look at his. <laughs> it's, Ugh. Like I don't that, that's I might have problem if I play this model a lot I don't know if I want to look at it. 
Like, I might have to, like, put something over it. You know what, Brandon? I want to say that I'm very proud of you, by the way. Proud of me? Yeah, this card has a lot of text on it, and I know you read it before the podcast. I did. I yeah. I got so yeah. And I don't. I don't do that. That's really not my thing. Do you know why I did it? Because it's a criminal syndicate card. Because it said affiliation criminal syndicate. Yeah. I I knew he would be affiliated most likely with criminal syndicate. But when I saw uh, aim advanced idea mechanics and it was affiliation criminal syndicate, I was like, all right. Uh, I was. I came out when I was actually. I was on break at uh, at work and it came out like five minutes before. Um, and I was like, I didn't really have a whole lot to do on that break because it was kind of early in the day, and I was like, I responded to everybody. I was eating my food, and then it came out, and I was like, oh, oh, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let's move on to our letter grade, which we haven't done yet. Uh, I think that I'm going to start us off, uh, and I'm going to go uh, – um, even with how how good, oh boy, I'm gonna give him an A minus. I'm giving him an A minus. You talked me up from where I was gonna be there, Brandon. I was gonna I, be in the B's, but I think that an A minus. I feel like I influence Fred's grades more than anybody. I think. Well, you made a very good point. You made some uh, some extremely good points when you were talking about him. Uh, all right. Uh, what, Steven, what's we haven't heard from Steven in a while. Oh, jeez. Oh, right. I okay. want to go last. What's your take, Steven? What's your take, Steven? Uh, considering how often he would get played as the criminal syndicate leader, um, I'm I'm at a C plus. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, what's your take, Brad? A. Just Miller at A. No. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with it, even though that breaks my rule about giving A's. Okay. And and Brandon. Yeah, I'm at a solid A. This model from top to bottom is very, very good. I think yeah, I think it's very, very good. Okay. Uh all right, we're we're split. Well not not fully split. No, 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 no. We, we have I just we have some disparate opinions. I just don't know what I'm talking about, I guess. <laughs> no, no. Your your opinion is one hundred percent valid. That's absolutely uh, a valid place to stand. Even when it's wrong, it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I guess I, I think I have a little bit of a bias just because I, I do love Criminal Syndicate. I just I don't see anything particularly bad about this card. All right. I also have an in affiliation like Force Bodyguard, and that's like the greatest thing I've ever. That's like I've wanted that for so long. <laughs> uh all right brad uh do you have any comic book recommendations for us today uh the first one is um ant-man and wasp quantumania um i enjoyed the movie <laughs> the, the movie yeah i enjoyed the movie uh okay. i really like the clever bit at the end no this is not a spoiler where they it says ant-man and then the word Quantumania forms out. around the word Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, and that's when you realize that Quantumania contains Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that. Um, 
for comics, I have two recommendations here. Uh, the first one is Tales of Suspense 92 through 94. The story is called If This Be Modoc. It's by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, the great creators that made Marvel what it is today. And this is the first appearance of Modoc. So uh, Captain America's fighting AIM. Um, Captain America, as we know him, ha hadn't been around unfrozen uh, for very long. Uh, so he had only fought AIM a couple times. But this time they have a new leader. Uh, the AIM members keep talking about this new leader, um, how scary he is. Um, and all this stuff and you don't see him for the first two issues in the in this story and then in the third issue he appears and it's Bodoc. and um i cannot imagine what the reaction to Modoc was at the time i read a little <laughs> bit about it because there was nothing like this in the comics like he's he's kind of a ridiculous looking character and he is so far away from like what you would think. And I saw kind of ridiculous looking. I saw the original drawing where he first shows up and he's a little scary in that picture. He's also a little derpy, but would you say he's the first joke character in comics for Marvel? I don't think they I don't think he was a joke when he premiered. I don't think he was a joke. He's been used as a joke sometimes since. But okay. I, I, I think that they were playing it straight. How can he be anything? I mean, his name stands for uh, Mechanized Organism Designed Only for Killing. Yeah. Modoff, as pointed out in Ant-Man. Uh I, the, I, that, I, that was I meant, well known way before I made Quantumania for the record. Well, just I not, just not joke, I meant joke as in ridiculous. Yes, no, yes, no. It's they, it really seems like this story plays him straight and as a menace. Which is the weirdest take. Yeah. That's the do you wildest know, take. Do you know that uh Modoc was not his original name? What was when it? When he what, was created? So he was not designed as a mechanic. Was his original name George Tarleton? Well, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But I mean, when they made him into this thing. Okay. Uh, well, well, designed was, only for computing, right? Yes. He was designed for computing with a C. So it was Modoc with a C. And he decided that he needed to kill people. And it became oh, killing. This this character is uh, it, it, I hate how good he is. Does that remind like, you of a certain I, I uh, movie? It. I hate it. That is the worst of the Avenger movies. Uh the the Dark Elves? What, what? the That's not Avengers. The... Did you listen to a single word I said, friend? Age oh, of an Ultron? Avengers movie. Ultron. Yeah. When Ultron saw the internet for a whopping like 12 seconds and decided the whole world should die. Oh, yeah, that's fair though. <laughs> I mean, I he mean, didn't. Uh, it, it takes me a shorter period of time. He wasn't. Yeah, on, I mean, like he wasn't on our kitties or our awe or our 
all the like he missed out on he missed out on all the good stuff. Is yeah, what we're getting he at. didn't look at pets on the internet. He looked at people on the internet. Yeah, that was like <laughs> it was like the most relatable thing in Marvel movies was the fact that Ultron was on the internet for twelve seconds and decided that we should all die. And you know he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sometimes this, you just gotta start over. The second recommendation. I uh, I wanted to find something that justified the fact that this was a criminal syndicate leadership because I think it's a bit of a stretch otherwise. So I've got the this, this so good. I was I had, very certain it would be Cabal and not criminal syndicate. Yeah, it seemed like it would, but that's a lot of leaders for Cabal. Um, I had not heard about this series before I found this in my research, and I'm going to read it. Uh, this was this sells so good. It's called Supervillain Team Up slash Modox Eleven. Oh. It is five <laughs> issues. It's by Fred Van Linty and Francis Portella. Uh, and this is a heist comic where Modoc recruits a bunch of C and D list supervillains to do a heist. And it and uh, the write up I found promised that it has twists and turns and if you like heist movies or shows or books or anything like that, um, you would probably like this comic. So I think this sounds fabulous. Okay. Okay. I like all those things. All right. Um, is that it? Is uh, that's it? Are those? That's it. That's it. That's it. You can find them all on that Marvel app. Yes, Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. It's you can you. you can get it often for sixty dollars for a year. That is less than the price of two comic issues a month, and it's literally <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of comics. Yeah, if you're okay with reading on a digital device, yeah, and you want to read comics, it is well worth your money. Yeah, it is the second best deal in comics. Can you get it on a Kindle? Yes. Like the yeah, because like the, I, I don't know if there's any other device besides. I know Kindles are well designed to like help it like easier to read and like yeah. easier on your so eyes and stuff. So the they have two types of Kindles. They have like the ones that are like a book and they're black and white. You can open them on there. Um, I you might not be able to get Marvel Unlimited on there. Never mind. But the like but that you can on like the tablet version. Yeah, the tablet collar one. You can get Marvel Unlimited on there. Uh, I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Do you guys know what the best deal in comics is? What is the best deal in comics? A digital subscription to Shonen Jump. They have the most comics for the least amount of money. If you like manga, look into it. I don't okay. I don't have a subscription. I just happen to know that it's like half the price for like at least twice as many comics. Yeah, and it's just like manga and stuff, right? Yeah. Like it's not actually yeah, it's not like Marvel or DC. No, it's or not Marvel like or DC. DC also is, has yeah, a service. Is is spawn on there? No. It is Bleaches. Bleaches. Okay. Dragon Ball Z is like I knew there were a couple big ones. I thought um I was thinking there's one that's like odd that like spawns on, but I can't remember what it I is. I don't know. Uh 
Shonen Jump should have the Deadpool manga on it too, where he meets All Might. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Michael because he keeps bugging me to mention that on the podcast that Deadpool meets All Might. Deadpool does meet. <laughs> Deadpool does cross. He crosses over in a lot of comics. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, your list recommendation, Brandon. Brandon, can you put him in something other than Criminal Syndicate? Yeah, I think he has play and a decent amount of affiliations. Again, the hardest thing for any four-threat character is the fact that it's a very deep uh, threshold. Um, I I mean, it, feel like it's kind of, it feels like a cop-out to put him in like any of the Cabal leaderships. Because uh, because he's gonna be affiliated, right? Like he's gonna be Cabal. Probably. Like we were, yeah. Like it would be pretty surprising if he wasn't Cabal. Um, the big thing I like his attack diversity. I like what he brings. So I like him in like beefy affiliations, um, and I think some affiliations like Hydra, uh, where you can give him some extra power and put attacks on characters um you can kind of turn attacks away from him onto like red skull when he's got his defenses up that maybe it wouldn't be great against him like an energy attack you can put on like red skull when he gets to roll five defense dice on energy um and it kind of fits a little bit more thematic with that but i kind of do like him with hydra um because there's not a ton of really beefy beefy affiliations uh, that he's not affiliated in spiderfoes uh, like he... no spiderfoes isn't really that beefy i think i don't think he's bad in spiderfoes i think he does i think he does a good job i i do i've done spiderfoes a handful of times spiderfoes is not beefy they're not super beefy beefy they're not super beefy bridal I do like the the synergy. Between... You know what all those characters have in common? That they're all four threat, which can be very clunky. Uh, I like this is my three. segment. Go away. I like his my, synergy my... with Venom. I do too. Oh, shnikes. You're right. You're right. That's great synergy. Oh, no. Except okay. for except for it being an energy, if it's an energy attack. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just sit there and look at each other. Like, yeah. do you want to do this? No? All right. You want to do this? Also, he fits in really well with Steve Avengers if you want to play him with good guys. Yeah, of course he does. Because also, Steve is... Once Steve's flipped, like, if they're both flipped, like, and you keep them near each other, like, Steve doesn't really die on his backside. Oh, my God. No, he doesn't. And if you can just put all attacks on him, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for MODOK. Um, for my non sequitur recommendation, I'm going to bring, and it's crazy that, that Brad brought this up, but I was going to bring the, uh, the 1990s uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the original one, the first one. That's uh, a, and the re- That's a good movie. What? It you know what i've watched it relatively recently and it it it's really actually quite a fun movie to watch it's it's not bad at all (laughs) i was worried it was not gonna hold up because i remember watching it as a child and thinking 
this is the best thing that I've ever watched ever in my life. And it will always be that when I was a kid and watching it as an adult, I was like, this is still pretty good. <laughs> kind of a surprising thing to land on. Uh, and I, uh, I, I genuinely, uh, my thought process here was that it was just a ridiculous thing that shouldn't exist, but does exist kind of like Modoc. And I didn't even know that, they were even canonical marvel <laughs> they're so, they're not marvel does not recognize them but the ninja turtle comics kind of recognize daredevil uh so they they think they're marvel but they're not yeah the ninja turtles movie that you're talking about is probably one of the closest adaptations from a comic of any movie from a comic like everything in that movie happens in like the first six issues of that comic. Wow. It's, it's, it's very on point. Uh, Y'all it's a, it's a, it's a better movie than you remember. <laughs> it's a pretty fun movie. <laughs> when they go to that house in um, it's, I don't know if they mentioned this in the movie, but it's in Northampton. Uh, that is where the creator of Ninja Turtles grew up. It's modeled after where he grew up. He okay. grew up, he grew up in Northampton, and that house is similar to the house he grew up in. Hmm. And they do that in the comics, too. Well, uh, that is it for our episode on MODOK. Uh, I hope you had fun. I know that I'm now going to be terrified to see him across the table. And I'm now also terrified because it's going to happen all the time. Yeah. My well, mind. I'll see everybody later. Have fun out there. Have game good.